And now, for your listening pleasure, The Blazing Defender Report, with your host, Travis Jones. And welcome, everyone, to The Blazing Defender Report. I'm your host, Travis Jones. I am The Blazing Defender. Welcome, guys. What is going on, guys? A lot of stuff is going on. We are literally seconds away from Batman versus Superman. Uh, the Civil War trailer has dropped. If you haven't seen my breakdown of it, go give that a look. Go to the YouTube channel; it's on there. Civil War breakdown. Um, there's, I mean, dude, if this, you know, I know depression and people get down about things and. The, the world's in a kind of a rough state. Let me tell you something. Take a fucking load off for the next 45 minutes or so. We're going to talk about comic books. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about good shit. It's a great time to be a nerd. It's a great time to be alive. So just put all your worries away. Let me deal with that shit for you. Let me take you through the last couple of weeks at the comic book shop. Let me Sherpa you through nerddom fuck all the dumb shit man kick back have a beer watch me listen to me i'm on blog talk now as of this episode so welcome all my new blog talk listeners hello 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 uh very very excited to be on blog talk radio but i've got some housekeeping to take care of i know i know you're like fucking housekeeping man it sucks it does but who don't like a clean house so first thing i want to talk about is the Blazing Defender Hero Call Contest. All the admissions are in. We stopped taking admissions on the 13th. I've got several. I've got some I really, really like. Uh, it was basically some Facebook groups Groups got together. They took their top five submissions. They gave me the winner of each group. And now I, lucky me, right, I get to pick the winner. Now, you're like, really, the winner? What's the winner get? The winner's going to get the very first Blazing Defender Report hot box. Now, you know there's all these subscription boxes going around. And if, if you want to find out what's in these subscription boxes before you yourself go and spend your hard-earned money on them, check, take a look at some of my videos. I did one today uh, on the DC book or uh, the DC box, the, the Legion of Collectors box. It was actually really, really fucking cool. With me being so excited for the Batman vs. Superman movie coming out, there was uh, that that kind of themed box had a great shirt in it and everything. But go if you want to see what was in the box, go check out the video. Uh, that's on my YouTube channel, Blazing Defender or at YouTube.com. But uh, I'm gonna develop my own box. We're calling it the Hot Box, and I've got tons of loot crate boxes, tons of collector core boxes in there. Some of the stuff's pretty cool. I want to keep some of it. I just, I, I'm not going to, I'm not ever going to use it. I'm not ever going to display it or anything. So I'm going to create my own box. So it's going to be a pretty cool box. I, I promise you it's going to be a pretty cool box. Uh, so that's what the winner's going to get is the very first hot box. So very excited. It was basically a hero, a hero creation contest where it had to be an original idea. No Marvel, no DC, no, no image, no epic. Uh, just your own idea, something very original. It had to have a backstory, an origin, power set, explain it, uh, uh, alter ego, secret identity, if there was one. It was very, very in-depth. And uh, from the, what I've seen that was been posted in the groups, some really, really cool stuff, man. So very excited to get into that. Um, and as I said before, I'm on Blog Talk Radio now, so you can go to Blog Talk and find Blazing Defender Reports. Uh, very cool, part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show, or maybe if you don't like this show, but you still like nerd shit, it's a heroin den, man. Like people that do heroin, they go to these heroin dens and they inject. Trust me, we make runs on them all the time, so I, I know what they do. This is that that safe place where you can shoot your heroin. Giant Size Team Up Network. Okay, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Go there if you like. Comic book movies, TV, comics, uh, video games. Dude, we've got a show for you. Trust me, a lot better shows than this one. So if you don't like this one, cut it off. Go there, find, find another show to watch. Um, but on Blog Talk now, so that's very cool. You can plug me in while you're in the gym, while you're doing cardio, while you're on a long road trip. I can tell you what went on the last couple of weeks uh, in, in the comic book world. 
So, um, yeah, and very, very excited for this news. We actually are going to have a paid sponsor on the show now. Yeah, so I'm going to have one of those little fucking annoying ads that start at the beginning of my show. You're going to have to fucking scratch out of it. But this is going to be a very cool one. Uh, you may not want to get out of it immediately. You may want to watch it uh, the first couple times. But uh, more on that as it is to come. So the more I know, the more I'll... Uh, regurgitate back to you guys um and i've got a i'm gonna try a new segment this in the next few days actually um i have a buddy of mine we're workout partners um we go to cons together we go to the comic book movies together this guy is more knowledgeable than i am when it comes to all this stuff he's the basher that kind of got me into these collecting these fucking figures his name's sam and we're gonna start doing a, a a new segment that i'm calling meatheads on comic movies so what we're going to do is for the Batman Superman movie, we're both huge Batman fans and I'm a big Superman fan also. So we're going to get together. We're going to talk about what we think is going to go on in the movie, what we what we're excited to see, what we hope to see, what we hope that they end up doing in the movie. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. I'm sure the comic book talk is going to come in, too, because the Dark Knight Returns, which is one of my favorite comic books of all fucking time. It's the comic that got me back into comics from when I was a kid to when I was an adult. I guess you can call me an adult. I, I wouldn't, but I digress, literally. Um, but we're going to try that as a show. He's, I'm going to bring him here. We're going to have a conversation. No Skype shit. Uh, none of that. Uh, we're going to gonna be two people sitting down having a conversation. We do it all the time. We'll go to lunch, and we'll get in this huge comic book conversation. I'm like, fuck. I did anything that had a microphone on this because it's it's really good stuff. So check it out, man. Uh, that's that's coming soon. I've got a lot of other stuff coming soon, man. A lot of stuff down the pipe. As I get more um, advanced, I guess I should say, in this video and audio world, it's just all new to me, man. Uh, I had some extended time off work. I was injured uh, from 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 the fire department. Had a lot of dead time on my hands because I couldn't work because I still get paid to be off. It's pretty great, I know. But I'm like, I've always wanted to start a podcast. I grabbed me a microphone, a webcam, and I started talking about comic books. So, and it has progressed this far. So, if anybody's ever wanted to do it, you've got no reason not to do it. If I can do it, fucking anybody can do it. So, talk about something you're passionate about, man. It'll, it'll translate. Let the content translate out and you'll find your fan base. Trust me. Uh, it's worked for me. So, uh, with that, a lot of stuff to look forward to. Uh, again, I did my DC subscription box opening earlier. Check that out. And, man, with that, dude, let's just get to the fucking comic books. Now, for new people watching or new people listening to the show now, um, I buy comic books every week. And what I want to do is is I want to tell you what I read this week. And you may, after, after you hear me talk, you may go, damn, that sounded pretty fucking cool. I didn't realize that. The Darth Vader comic book was 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 like that, man. I really want to go to the comic book shop and check that out. That is my ultimate goal. I want to talk about something on here, and then you listen to it and go, man, that sounds pretty cool. I'd like to go check that out. So if I do end up saying something on the show and you go check it out, please let me know what you thought about it. Like Tokyo Ghost. I've got several people to read Tokyo Ghost that probably never would have read it. They're very traditional superhero fans, capes and masks. Tokyo Ghost is not like that, but it's a fucking epic story. And it is going to be a movie, people. I promise you, it's going to be made into a movie. Uh, and it'll be an awesome movie. So, I've had people come to me and go, man, thank you for turning me on to Tokyo Ghost. I would have never bought it if I hadn't seen your show. So, man, dude, that's, that's it. I mean, I don't need paid sponsors. I need shit like that. That right there is why I do the show. I've introduced some people that have never set foot into a comic book shop. I've got them to do that. Take that step. Now, they found something that they loved. Now, they're not going to go pick up an AK-47 and go do a bunch of drugs and go fucking kill people. Because now they found something worth living for. They found something that makes them fucking happy. So, hey, man, we're saving lives. We save lives on the BDR, man. That's, that's fucking what we do, man. It's, it's, it's cool. It's cool. So, with that, I'm going to get to the books. Uh, it was kind of a short two weeks. This reason I, I, just, I usually try to do a show each week. But the books have been light for me. So one of, if you are a fan of this show, you know how I feel about this, this series. It's fucking amazing. Darth Vader, number 17. 
Now, for my audio uh, listeners, I apologize, but I am showing the cover. Um, Vader, this book has made me re-love Vader. Like, when you're a kid and you've seen Star Wars for the first time, you were like, holy shit, like the fucking... The breathing stuff. I know that was a horrible Vader imitation, but you get the idea. I fucking loved him, even as a kid. It's like, you're not supposed to like the bad guy, but he's so fucking cool. I love him. Luke's this pussy. I didn't even like Luke as a kid. But when you watch Vader, you know, he's this badass. And then as you get older, you realize maybe Vader wasn't so bad. That's the revelation that I had. I was kind of like... Man, you know, Vader with these all these abilities, if he was so evil and so powerful on the dark side, what do you really went? This comic book series has reestablished Darth Vader as one of the top three villains in, in anything. Movies, comics, you name it. This is the series, guys. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. If you're a Star Wars fan, this is a must, must, must fucking read. This is issue 17. And what has happened is because of Luke blowing up the Death Star, Vader's on Palpatine's shit list. Palpatine's giving him a bunch of bullshit to do, uh, basically making Vader re-establish himself as the heir to the dark side, to to the Emperor, Uh, the the rule of two, the the Lord of the Sith, uh, the, the rule of the Sith. So what what. Vader has ended up finding out through the series. I'll get to this new book in a minute. Just give you a little backstory. Palpatine has um, hired a, a Dr. Silo. Now, what this Dr. Silo does is he has created basically cybernetic Jedis, is what I like to call them. Um, now, Vader has already taken several of them out. Because they've conspired against Vader. They feel if they can take Vader out, they can move up that ladder to get close to Palpatine. Well, it ain't went well for them, but they're still trying. And Silo, even though he's that's kind of not his role, he wants Vader gone. Okay? Vader is like a relic to him. Like his way, this, this cybernetic way, is the wave of the future. The new super soldier, if you will. Well, Vader's not going fucking anywhere. So, Vader has been tasked to go to this mining world that is kind of in a revolution right now. They're wanting to break away from the Empire. Palpatine has stressed to him, you cannot let this happen. The, the, the materials on this planet, we cannot lose to the rebellion uh, to be devastating for us. So, he sends Vader, okay? Vader's a little pissed off. He feels like this is a little beneath him, but he goes anyway. Uh, because Vader has plans, and that's what's so cool about this book is... It shows Vader just sitting this blunt instrument. Vader is very calculating. And his machinations have, have, have already uh, brought fruit uh, as, as far as Palpatine goes. So, uh, you, he's on this mining uh, planet. There, there's a, a, basically a civil war. People want to break away from the Empire. The Queen has asked Palpatine or the Empire for help in this rebellion. Vader has shown up. And Palpatine made Silo and his soldiers go with Vader. So Vader wasn't happy about that. I like, I don't need them. And Palpatine's like, they're going anyway. So what Vader, what Vader's done, uh, getting into this book, basically the barons of the planet have decided, you know, we got to take this Vader guy out. So while they're protecting the queen in this, in this fortress, the barons unleash this, like this juggernauts, spaceship out of the lava. I mean, it's a mining uh, planet. So there's all this lava and ore. Well, they had no idea it was there. So they're, they're raining hell down on this, on this fortress, this castle that the queen is in to try to take her out. So they're like, we got to get the queen out. We got to get the queen out. We got to get her safety. Vader's like, run, retreat. There is no running or retreat. And they're like, Vader, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I'm going to war. And he jumps down on this huge ship and he's like twins with me because there's a set of twins uh that are that are cybernetically enhanced okay they have no force powers none of these people have any any force powers 
So basically, they get inside this ship, they you know cut holes in it, get inside, they're just taking out guards left and right, and they're like, we've got to take this thing down, but we don't have any bombs. What are we supposed to do? That's what the twins are saying to Vader. And Vader's like, we don't, we don't need any bombs. Like, you idiot. There's fuel tanks on this thing. We have lightsabers. So what he does is, is he starts cutting a hole through the hull of the ship because it's basically like floating on magma, okay? So they're making these holes, and they're like, well, these fuel tanks are going to blow. Like, we can't get out of here in time. And Vader's like, it ain't my, it ain't my problem. You know, I'm going to get out in time. You're talking all this shit about you want to be the next, uh, you want to be the right hand of Palpatine, then get the fuck out. It's survival of the fittest with Vader at this point. So the twins end up surprising Vader, and they get out. Well... General Tag and Silo are having a talk. And even though it was a big win for the Empire, if something would have happened, Vader would have been killed, the twins would have been killed, it would have been a big blow to the Empire, and maybe they'd have lost the Queen. So even though Vader gets results, they hate how how reckless he is or how reckless they feel he is. So basically General Tag, who's the commander of this of the of this empire right now uh, underneath Palpatine of course like Palpatine's next in command he's like look silo um we've got to get this done we've got to get control of this planet but if something happens to Vader eh not a big loss and silo's like i hear you so vader of course is back back in the castle and uh I believe her name's Avion or Avalyn. I think I think it's maybe Avalyn, one of the twins. She comes up to Vader and is basically like, I think what she's seen him do that day impressed her. Like he's already taken them down like in like lightsaber combat. So but evidently that impressed her. Today impressed her. So she's like, take me on as an apprentice. Take me on. Like, I'll do whatever you want to do. I'll betray my brother. You just take me on and teach me what you know. And Invader is like, he's appalled. He's furious almost that she would even dare ask. It's like a gnat asking a, a dog to like, you know, hey man, let me let me ride on your back for a little while, man. I'm just going to burrow in. I'm going to irritate the shit out of you, but I, it's cool. Vader's like, he, he, what he says to her is, the lessons I have to teach would be of no use to you. Like, bitch, you ain't even on my fucking level, yo. Get to stepping. I don't even know why I did that, but I, I felt like that was appropriate. So, anyway, Vader is, like, heads above everybody at this point. Well, everybody's conspiring against him, and it's like he don't give a shit. He's, like, he's cool with it. So, in the next scene toward the end of the comic, you see the barons of this planet or having this huge powwow, like via telecast, because they don't want anybody to know where they are because they're scared shitless right now. And they're like, this evader guy, we've got to get rid of him. Well, one of the barons goes, don't worry, I've got it under control. And they're like, what the, what the fuck you mean you got it under control? Well, the next halo projection that you see is Dr. Silo. So Silo is going to work a deal with the barons. Uh, I don't know what, but it ain't going to be good for Vader. And honestly... I don't think Vader gives a shit. This book is a great book. Every month, this book is either fantastic or extremely good. So, and there's not many comic books that come out on a monthly basis that you can say that about. So, Darth Vader number 17, excellent, excellent fucking book. Next book we're going to talk about is a very, very popular book right now. And if you're not getting it now, you're going to have to wait for it to come out on trade. What I mean by trade is... Trade Paperback is a collection of stories that usually comes out a month or two after the last issues came out for, for that storyline. The book I'm talking about is Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's really not versus. I shouldn't have said that. It's just Batman and the Ninja Turtles. Um, they started out the first couple issues fighting. They have found common ground, and that's where we pick up in this issue um, Batman has had has the turtles back in in the in the mansion, and they are in heaven. I mean, he's got all these gadgets, and Leonardo and Michelangelo and them are just they're having the time of their life, and they think Batman is the coolest dude. Now, what they have found out is 
is being in this dimension, being trapped in this dimension, they are um, they're di- digressing back to what they were, which fucking turtles, right? So if they don't get back to their time soon, they're going to slowly devolve into that. So, but the turtles, being the turtles, uh, they're kind of like, kind of glib about it. I mean, they've got a plan, but right now they're kind of waiting until they can find Shredder. Uh, and they've got a plan for that. Well, in doing that, uh, it's really pissing off uh, Ralph. Uh, you know, Ralph kind of being the hothead of the group. Um, he's watching him, uh, Michelangelo and, and Batman spar. And it's really cool. Batman sparring Michelangelo. And, dude, he's giving him all he wants. And then you got Splinter in there. And Splinter's like, you you need to not underestimate your opponent. He's faster than he looks. And Batman was like, I'm not underestimating him. I, I can tell how fast he is. And Splinter's like, I wasn't talking to Michelangelo. Like, motherfucker, I'm talking to you. You know, don't, don't you underestimate uh, Mike. So anyway, all the guys are having a great time. Alfred's ordered pizza. Of course, it wouldn't be a Ninja Turtle book without them having pizza. And Ralph just loses his shit. Ralph's like, what the fuck? You know, they get Batman to try a piece of pizza, and Batman uncharacteristically kind of gives him a grin, tells him it's good, and they're like, yeah, like, you know, yeah, he's so cool. Ralph loses it. Ralph's like, what the fuck are we doing you guys are sitting around. We're slowly devolving into fucking turtles. We're going to be regular turtles and not remember anything. Uh, and he's had it. And he thinks Batman's full of shit. He's like, you're a rich guy running around in a cape and costume because you got a lot of money and you're bored. He's like, I'm not sitting around waiting to die. I'm going to go do something. So the other turtle's trying to calm him down. And if, you're, if you know anything about the turtles, no common Ralph down. So, he takes off. In the meantime, we see Shredder, who has, in the last issue we know, has joined forces with Ra's al Ghul. Both of them want the same thing, the destruction of Gotham. Splinter, or I'm sorry, Shredder has a plan uh, that he gives to Ra's. They create this portal to where things from that dimension can come back now. Well, they get a certain kind of energy signature and they pull it through themselves well the energy signature they pull through happens to be none other than casey jones so now casey jones has made his appearance in the story he has mutagen that can keep the turtles alive like he knows they're having trouble getting back so he's gonna come through the portal and help them well, it doesn't go Casey's way. Now he's got the League of Assassins plus the Foot, the Foot Clan to fight. Um, the Turtles end up seeing the energy signature. They take off to uh, go, go find out what's going on. Because this is the energy signature that they've been looking for to get back home. In the meantime, Batman has went looking for Ralph. And he finds him and he's like, take a trip with me. And then he takes him to Crime Alley. Batman gives Ralph his origin story about how his parents died, about how this is why he does what he does. He is a rich guy with a bunch of gadgets, but he don't do it because he's bored or that he's looking for for thrills. He's got a a serious agenda that he's doing. So now uh, the Turtles have found Casey Jones. They kind of, they saved Casey, but it was a little too late. Raish and Splinter have have got gotten the mutagen and are headed to Arkham Asylum with it. Now I don't I don't know if they plan on using the mutagen there. I don't know, like making crazy monsters with the mutagen. Uh, so we'll see. The whole plan is to take Gotham down, uh, but we know that's not going to happen. But I'll tell you, this is a book I figured was a money grab. Uh, Turtles are hot right now. Batman's probably never been hotter, honestly. So, put them in a fucking book. So, I figured it's going to be money grab. Figured, you know, the art's okay. So, the story's going to be predictable. It has been anything but predictable for me. Uh, It's really well written. It has the gravitas of a Batman story with the lightheartedness of, of of the Ninja Turtles. Um, the the dynamic has been really really cool. 
Um, I didn't think it was something that I would really like. Uh, I was basically buying it just to be a collector because I'm a Batman fan. But I've so enjoyed, so enjoyed this story. So really good. If those two are, two are your things, this is this is a must-have in my in my opinion. If it's not, then you may not you may want to pass on it. Maybe just buy the trade if you're just interested in the story. But like I said, these back issues, this thing is the the first and second issues I know went to like a fourth printing. That's fucking insane. A fourth printing. Uh, so that means the first printing is high dollar. I've got a couple of them. But anyway, uh, we're going on to the next book. I'm a huge fan of this writer. His name's Jason Aaron. If you're looking to get into comic books, I'm going to give you three writers right off the bat. You can get their shit, and you're going to fucking love it. Mark Millar, okay? He's done movies. He's done comic books. He's done a lot of great shit. Frank Miller, okay? Some of Frank Miller's earlier stuff, not so much his newer stuff. And Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron, to me, may be the hottest writer writing comic books right now. He writes Star Wars. He writes Thor. He's got a, a, a comic book, of creator own comic book himself called The Goddamned. He's wrote Scalped. Um, just the list goes on and on. Uh, he's writing Doctor Strange right now. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he has time to do all of it. But he has the voice of these characters. Now, what he's done here is, if you've been living under a rock, or you're just not a comic book guy right now, I'm showing the cover right now of the Mighty Thor number, what number are we on here? Five. Okay? And this is a verse, it says a versus Odin, and the cover's got Odin, and, uh, you know, he's got that patch over his eye, but it's like a, like a piece of gold, so it's like reflective, and in the reflection is Lady Thor coming to whoop his ass. Now, in the last book, we've seen where uh, Odin was arresting uh, Lady Freya, which is his wife, because she's created this council of worlds that's basically a council, council for all the nine realms. Odin is the all-father. He recognizes no council, but he was gone. Now he's back. And now they're like, dude, things have changed. He's like, bullshit. I'm the fucking all-father. Recognize. So... Freya puts up a fight. Odin's going to arrest her. Thor, the Warriors Three, basically all of Asgard comes to Freya's um, aid. Thor shows up and picks a fight with Odin. And I know what you're thinking. Well, that ain't going to go well. Well, she gives better than she gets in this issue. Big knockdown drag out. The art is fantastic. Uh, for my, my audio listeners, I wish you could see some of this artwork. It's really, really good. Um, Dodderman. Dodderman's doing a fucking amazing job, man. He's getting better every issue, which I'm very excited to see. Because when he first started, he was okay. But I just feel like he's really, especially his action, is really getting better. I think he's starting to get a feel for these characters. But anyway... What is so great about this issue is Lady Freya and Loki's dynamic. They have this banter. Freya's like, you know, I sent you in to Malekith's, uh Cabal as a spy. A lot of people don't know that because everybody, like, when they come in, there's Loki. And Sif and them are like, get rid of this motherfucker. You know, he's a traitor and blah, blah, blah. Freya's like, he's not a traitor. Only I knew that Loki was going into the Cabal. He was my spy. And they're like, you still can't trust him. And Loki's like, yeah, you still can't trust me. And Freya's like, I'm trusting him. So you're going to have to trust me on this. So everybody's like, okay, you know, you're, you're, you're Lady Freya. We're on your side. Let's do it. So here comes Cole and the Destroyer armor and the, the, Thunder, the Thunderers, uh, which is basically his police force. They're coming to get her. Big knockdown drag out. Now, while that's going on, while Lady Thor's fighting Odin, we've got Malekith, who had just married the Queen of the Light Elves. What, what Malekith is doing is, he's not just using force to take over all the realms, he's using cunning. And that's what makes Malekith so fucking dangerous. Because last year we've seen, he was killing all the Light Elves, and he told the Queen, he's like, hey, I'll stop slaughtering everybody if you marry me. And she's like, I've got no choice. Even against Thor's protest, she did it anyway. Um, doesn't go well for her. As you would imagine, you married fucking Malekith. Are you stupid? Uh, but anyway, so 
Then we go back to the fight with Thor and Odin. I mean, it is a epic brawl. And I'm not just talking you get two, three pages. I mean, I wish you could look at these two pages I'm looking at right now. I mean, it is bloody, energy blasts, hammers flying. I mean, it's really, it's really pretty epic fight. Uh, so then you've got Freya who they're fighting off Cole and the Destroyer armor. And then you've got Loki still hanging around, right? Well, it looks like they've kind of drove back everybody, okay? So it looks like they've won the day. Well, Loki does something. I don't want to give it away. I try to keep the spoilers down to a minimum in case you go get the book, but it is huge what he does. It, it, it shocked the shit. I mean, I turned the page, and I was like, oh, fuck. So, not not good for Loki. Uh, Loki is going to be one of the hunted, most hunted guys in Asgard again. But what he's done here, uh, I really haven't seen. Loki, typically, he fucks a lot of shit up, but he's not very uh, bloodthirsty. When he does, like not like Malekith. Like Malekith wants a body count. Loki really don't. He thrives on the chaos and the uh, the treachery of it all. Not so much the violence. Well, what he does is very very violent. And what happens re- reverberate reverbs through all the way to Odin, who he and Lady Thor they're somewhere they're knocking each other through solar systems. So he feels it. I think Lady Thor feels it, and the fight's kind of like, hey, we're going to call this a draw right now. I've got shit i got to take care of. So then we see uh, Cole, who's the brother of Odin, who's a bastard. He and Loki have a conversation about what happened. Like, Cole could have caught Loki. Like, he found him. He could have brought him in, but he didn't. And there's a reason that he didn't, and I don't want to spoil that either. But, um, yeah, really crazy, crazy issue. And then in the last page, like, if that wasn't enough, all this is going on. You're like, fuck. Oh, fuck. Ooh, awesome. Oh, shit. Then the very last page, we finally get what we've been wanting. What I know what I've been wanting. The stories have been great. But come on, man. You see my hammer back here, my hammer and helmet? I want the Odinson back, and we finally find out where the Odinson's been. So, very last page, you're like, oh, my God. So, cannot wait. Uh, this book, again, even before Lady Thor took over, since Jason Aaron's been on this book, this book is good to fucking fantastic every month. Uh, I mean, and like I said, a lot of, I can't say that about a lot of comic books, but this was a great issue. I was so looking forward to seeing the fight with Thor and Odin. I figured I'd be disappointed, and I wasn't. So, hats off to them. They did an excellent job for Thor. Awesome, awesome book, The Mighty Thor. Next book, Old Man Logan. Okay? And if, you, if, you're, if you're a Wolverine fan, and you're not familiar with the Old Man Logan story, written by an author or a writer that I mentioned earlier, Mark Millar, you need to get it. Get it on a trade paperback. Go to Amazon. Go to eBay. Type in Old Man Logan trade paperback. And you, you get it. It was It's amazing. Steve McNiven's the artist, I believe. Mark Millar, the writer. Excellent, excellent story. Now, this book takes place after an event called Secret Wars, which is a big Marvel event we had uh, over the winter. This is the, the book Old Man Logan. This is that character from that alternate dimension he's really not our logan but he's like a future logan so what he's done is since he's been back in this time he feels like he can right the wrongs that happen in his world okay so um i believe his name's eric sorrentino andrea sorrentino apologize andrew sorrentino's art is fucking fantastic i mean it's beautiful all right, for my, again, I apologize to the audio listeners. Man, check my show out on YouTube. Because um, I show a lot of the art, like, some there's some great pages. Like, this isn't really a good page. You're not going to get the full scope. But, like, see the cityscape 
that he they draws and like he's with Kate Bishop there and they're jumping they're going from rooftop to rooftop uh just everything they draw I mean his action shots are amazing here's one where he's cutting this guy's hand off see that his hands flying it's just great artwork beautiful beautiful artwork now the story's really cool too what happens was he has a hit list um he went after Banner, didn't go well for him. For one thing, it wasn't Banner. It's Amadeus chose the Hulk now, but he didn't know that. Hulk smacks him around pretty good, fucks him up. His healing factor isn't what it used to be because he's old. He goes to find Hawkeye, who's his friend from the original Old Man Logan story. He's like, I know I can go to him. He can tell me what's what. He gets there. Hawkeye's gone, doing Avengers business. Kate Bishop's there. Okay, the new Hawkeye or the other Hawkeye, whatever you want, Lady Hawkeye, whatever you want to call her. So, Logan's kind of like, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Well, basically, Logan passes out. He's down for a couple days to recuperate from his injuries. Gets up. He's kind of spilling the beans to her about what he's trying to do. He's trying to change the future. He's trying to make sure what happened in his future doesn't happen in this timeline. So, she's like, I'm down. What do you want to do? And he's like, really? And she's like, yeah. You know, you're, you're friends of Hank's. You're friends of mine. So, they take off to go find Mysterio. Uh, she knows where he's being held at, an old safe house. She, While he was down for a couple days, she went and found out the information. So Logan's like, hey, you're pretty useful. So they're going to go do this stuff, right? So as they're running rooftop to rooftop, they're having this conversation about the timeline. And she says something about Lady Thor. And Logan's like, Thor's a girl now? And she's like, well, I don't think Thor's a girl, but there's a girl that has the hammer. And she's now Thor. And Logan's like, yeah, huh. And he's, she's like, you don't remember that? Like, I'm thinking that's something you would remember. That's a pretty big fucking event in any timeline. That didn't happen in Logan's. So Kate, it's Kate's processing things. And she's like, hmm, Logan, not so much. Logan's one track mind right now. He's killing Mysterio. Find some guys in the safe house. Where's fucking Mysterio at? I don't know. Claws pop. Body parts go flying. Well, Kate's like, whoa, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, what did you think I was? I'm, I'm the Wolverine, motherfucker. What did you think? I'm not going to come and tickle him to death and ask him, where's Mysterio? I need to find out. They know something. I'll cut off every, every fucking part of their body to find out. And Kate's like, no, you won't. So Kate and Logan have a little scrap. And you wouldn't think it would be much. But Kate's crafty. And it's a really cool, uh, you know, a really cool fight scene. Logan kind of talks some shit to her, but Kate holds her own. Well, Logan's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Well, before he can get out of there totally, he's he encounters somebody who I don't know if he found out that he was back or what, but he's obviously went looking for him. And I haven't been a fan of this character, me being a huge Captain America fan. I haven't been a fan of Old Man Rogers. And Old Man Rogers shows up, and I get really fucking excited. I'm like, what the fuck? This would be a great fight, Old Man Rogers and Logan. Not really. But there it is right there. Sorrentino really draws him well. Like, that's an old bastard right there. I'm just tired of Old, old Man Rogers. I'm ready for my cap to be back, Super Soldier cap. But Old Man Logan is a great story. If you're a Wolverine fan, especially with Wolverine being dead for the last couple years, uh, this is new stories with a, a very feral Wolverine. And that's what we all want. We want a fucking feral. We want to smoke a cigar, stabbing people, knifing people up, and that's what he does. Another great thing about this book is it's showing us flashbacks of Logan's life in the other dimension. He had a family. He had a son. He had a daughter. He had a, he had a wife. He basically chose to sheathe his claws forever and the villains left him alone and it all ends up going bad for him. I don't want to give away the story, but this book dives deeper into that world, into that timeline, which is a very fucking cool. I want to know more about old man Logan that was uh, taking the path of peace, basically to save his family's life because he knew if he popped his claws all the villains would converge on him, and they wouldn't kill him. They would kill his family. So, very cool. Every issue has some kind of flashback scene that's relevant to the story. 
I love it. I actually love it. Uh, it's only on its third issue, so it's already passed the three issue test. So excellent book. If, you, if you're old man Logan fan or Wolverine fan, it's it's your jam, honestly. Now in the next book, my pick of the week, and it shocked me as much as I'm sure that some of you people that watch this show, uh, you know how I feel about. My the books that I love and all, every one of these books that I've I've talked about today are great, it's fantastic books. Black Widow number one. Now you're gonna look at that that team right there with Wade, Sam Nee and Wilson and go, hmm, yeah, they were the team on Daredevil for a long time. Great run on Daredevil. That was one of the reasons I got this book. Uh, I like Black Widow. I think I love the spy shit. This book, the reason it's my pick of the week is it's one big chase scene. Like, if it was in a movie, it would be the big chase scene, the big action chase scene. Not so much with cars, even though a motorcycle and car is involved. Black Widow steals something. We're not sure what it is yet from S.H.I.E.L.D. She's on a helicarrier. Steals it, is basically caught in the act and she's chased. I mean, I'm talking, she jumps out of helicarrier, no parachute. Uh, she evades shield agents on jetpacks. I mean, she's crafty, slick, badass. She does it all. And she's trying not to hurt these guys. Uh, there's a very, very little dialogue until the very end. And it's just, it's it's awesome. It's explosions, it's gunfire, it's punches, it's kicks, motorcycle jumps, uh, more explosions. It's just, it was really cool. Uh, Sometimes stories get so bogged down in writing. Uh, Not that I don't love that, because I do. But this was a very fresh change. The artwork was fantastic. The flow was fantastic. Excellent book. If you like spy stuff, if you're a big Widow fan, which I know there's a lot of Widow fans out there, um, it's it's great. And if you're if you're a comic book savvy person, you know that team right there is fucking A+. So Black Widow, it's a very short review because there's not a lot to talk. I mean, it's something that you have to visually see because that's what a comic book does, right? A comic book takes us, takes us through a story visually, and that's what this does. Better than I've seen it done in a long time. So that's the reason that's my pick of the week. Excellent, excellent, excellent book. Now, what I want to do is I want to get like some, like maybe a midget or something to like get a, like a a ukulele and like we're going to hook it up to an amplifier and just start fucking just, I I don't know, maybe a violin too. I don't know. It's got to be something crazy and weird because now I'm going to start my indie corn. Now, I got a lot of shit when I first started doing this show because they're like, oh, you don't read any fucking indie books. You're just uh, Catman, or Captain America, Avengers, Batman, Superman guy. Yeah, I fucking am. And I'm proud of that. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's what I like. You like weird shit, then you can like weird shit. I'm all for it. If you like it, then boom, talk about it. But what I did to silence the critics, um, I started reading more indie books. Really, really glad that I've opened up. and Because the Tokyo Ghost, like I talked about earlier, an image book, an indie book. When I say indie book, you may be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, an indie book is something that's basically not the big two. Marvel and DC. Uh, Image is a pretty big company, but it's still considered indie. What I'm going to do today is I'm really going to go off the fucking reservation. Uh, I'm going to talk about two basically creator-owned books they were Kickstartered. Uh, that's the reason they're in print. It, they didn't get sponsors or anything. They started Kickstarter programs and got and got their dream made. Uh, and I'm going to talk about them. I'm going to talk about them today because they're it. For one thing, they're worth talking about. Um, my first book that I caught. Uh, social media works, people. For any any creators out there, social media works. Get your shit out there on Twitter. Get your shit out there on Facebook. Fucking Tumblr, Snapchat. I don't know, get on some porn sites if you can. Uh, Just get out there and get it seen. Because that's how I've seen this book right here. It's called Ashes. And if you can see, there's a firefighter there with his uh, SCBA on. He's got his back back to you for my audio listeners that can't see it. Uh, 
very, very striking cover. I loved it. I loved the title. I loved everything about it. Um, I seen it on Twitter, and I was like, holy shit. Firefighter writing a comic book about firefighters? I'm fucking in. So I contacted him on Twitter. He gave me the link. I bought it on Amazon. I got it, uh, and I've read it. Uh, it's more like a, uh, it reads more like a graphic novel. It's not, it's uh, several, it's several pages as far as, uh, traditional comic book goes. And I don't think the pages are numbered. They're typically not, but I mean, it's probably 40 or 50 pages. Uh, it's basically a story about a firefighter who loses his leg and the journey that he has, maybe not to come back to be a firefighter again, but to be relevant in in doing in doing something to help people like you know um he does pretty well with with a prosthetic leg because he ends up getting a prosthetic leg but it's it's kind of that journey to what am i now who who am i am i can i be something else if i'm not fighting fires and uh i've often thought about that myself so that really spoke to me i think the general theme of the book it would speak to anybody because I think we all do that, especially as we get older, especially a guy like me gets older. Um, I can't I can't fight fires and operate the way I used to because of injuries, because of age. Uh, I mean, I've tore my body up playing sports and lifting weights for, for 20 plus years. So now I'm kind of like I got to be smarter about things, but I know that's going to come to an end. So what am I going to be? Who am I going to be? That's what this book's about. Now, it doesn't take something as traumatic as losing a leg to make you think about that. Because I think, as like I said, as we get older, everybody thinks about it. So, But it was very, very cool. I really like how they brought in some of the stuff about the equipment that they use and budgets. And, well, we'll never get that equipment because they will never give it to us because it costs too much money. Uh, it's things that would make our job so much easier if we had better equipment. But because especially fire departments, unlike police departments and medical departments or EMS departments, they generate revenue for cities. Fire departments don't, uh, for the most part. Now, we save property, and that in turn can be viewed as a savings, but that ain't how cities look at it. Trust me. Uh, I'm part of our union here, and I've been in contract negotiations, and they don't want to fucking hear that shit. We generate no money in their eyes. So, therefore, a lot of the things we get have to come from grants, and uh, just, you know, special things like that, like government grants, federal grants. So, very interesting book. Uh, the one critique I have, it's not so much the artwork, because I thought the artwork was great. It's the one scene where he loses his leg, which I think is a pretty pivotal scene. I'm still kind of confused on what happened. Um. I don't want to give anything away because if you read the book, I want you, maybe you'll read the book and go, well, yeah, this is what happened, dumbass. I don't, I didn't, I read it two or three different times in those those frames. I'm like, I don't see why that happened to where he lost his leg. But that's a nitpick. Uh, It's a very, very interesting read. The artwork in some in some cases looked a little rushed, um, but the artwork worked for me, especially for this kind of story. It's not a superhero book, guys. This is a, a firefighter tale uh, that's I think very rooted. It's rooted in realism and very realistic. It catches the uh, camaraderie and brotherhood of the firehouse because without those guys, this dude might have not made it. And um, so, um, excellent book. Uh, check it out please you can buy it on Amazon it's called Ashes and the company is Z2 Comics you can actually go to Z2Comics.com and you can find it on there but please uh, if, this, if that, if something like that sounds interesting to you please check it out now my next book um, I've been waiting for this book for over a year uh, I know the artist and the creator he's a great guy very, very proud of him. Very excited for him. Uh, he sent me an advanced copy. I was at the firehouse yesterday. I came home today. I read it. I had to reread it. Okay? Now, you're like, you had to reread it? What the fuck? Well, there's a lot going on in this book. Uh, I actually still have mine in plastic. I'm going to take it out of plastic so I can show you some of the artwork. Uh, I've talked about this guy on the show before. His name's Chad Nuss. 
His book is called The Silence, and this is the very first issue. Very, very fucking cool issue. Very cool book. The artwork is incredible. I want to show you some of it. It is in black and white. Now, this is what I'm going to show you this. You're going to go, what the fuck is that? For my audio listeners, uh, I'm going to post some of these pictures on my my website. So, please go and look. Uh, There'll be links to Chad's. Chad have better pictures of stuff. But I'm going to show you this. Now, you're going to go, what the fuck is that? Well, that's the universe that Chad has created. Okay? This book is deep. Now, now you're now you're saying why are you showing me that? Well, because to draw good space shots ain't fucking easy. Uh, to do it correctly and to make it look good, you've got to know what the fuck you're doing. And this guy obviously does. Um, I'm gonna try to show you. Like, check this out. Like, this is the Earth, and that's the city. I mean, he's created a world here. Now you're like, well, look, man. That's all really cool, but I want to see some fucking characters. There's two of your characters right there, Lazarus and Naomi. Now, you can see Lazarus has this breathing apparatus on. The book's done in black and white, okay? Um, Let me give you an overview of what's going on here. Like I said, there's a lot going on in this book. There's a lot of religious undertones, and I don't even want to say some of them are subtle. Some of them aren't so subtle, Uh, but there's a lot of them. That I thought I recognized. And then at the end of the book, Chad has a page where he explains his themes and his his metaphors for things. And it was so fucking helpful. I had to reread it again knowing that. And I got so much more out of it the second time. Now, in saying that, this is a comic book, guys. This I have not read something like this in a long time. It's very deep. It's very thought-provoking. It's basically you've got Naomi and Lazarus. They live in a world where uh, technology and science have basically, it's, it's, it's at the highest it's ever been. Uh, disability and everything has been basically cured by science. Naomi makes a remark to Lazarus that, because he's very, it sounds like he's very, <clears throat> excuse me, anti-science. And she's like, if it weren't for that breathing apparatus on your face, you'd be dead. And he was like, yeah, but not by my choosing. So you're kind of like, whoa, what, what, does he want to die? What's, what's going on? Who are these two people to each other? So anyway, Naomi, who is blind, but she's given these enhancements to where it, she talks about how her being blind is a curse and a blessing all at the same time. It's very deep stuff. Now, I know what you're thinking as a comic book fan. Yeah, that's all great, but we want some fucking action. Well, you get some action. A guy that I I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I thought he was going to be a big-time player. He may not have lasted out of the first issue. Uh, Dr. Fuck. I can't remember his name now. Um, but the doctor shows up and, and he's in the Polar, the Polaris tire and he's like, I don't want to say he's taken out, but he's kind of taken out. I guess I'll just go ahead and tell you he's taken out by a group of like soldiers. Well, I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking crazy. Well, then here come Naomi and Lazarus. They're not helpless themselves by any means. Now, is this part of their enhancements? I don't know, but I want to know. The thing about a first issue is, especially if it doesn't have your trademark Batman, Captain America in it, is you got to have something grab you. And he does that. His art is very Jim Lee-esque, which I know, I know Chad, and I met Chad uh, over a year ago at a con, I was looking at these prints and I'm like, like this looks like maybe early Jim Lee stuff. And he's like, uh, no, but thank you. They're mine. I was like, what? So in chat and he's got, he's gotten even better than that now. So I know this was a, 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 a love child of his that he's been wanting to do for a long time. 
I, I was really taken back by the book. Um, now, okay, my desk is rising as we speak, right? I know what you're saying. You're friends with him. You love it. I do. I think it's great. The, the first question I had, the first question that popped in my mind was, when, where's issue two? When do I get issue two? My, this is my rule as a comic book fan. Three issues. I buy three issues. Uh, if something looks great, something looks cool, I buy it. I'll give it three issues. If it doesn't grab me, it doesn't wow me, it's gone. Money's too, too important uh, to be spending on books that suck. Now, this has, ver- has piqued my interest beyond. Okay, I love the art style. I love the world that he's created. And I love the religious references. I think that's very cool. It's very, if you want to think about the Matrix and all the, the biblical and religious references that was in the Matrix movie, very, very similar to this. Okay, it kind of reminds me of a Tokyo Ghost, kind of, with all the technology. Who are we as a human being? And that's actually um, a conversation that the doctor has with himself, which made me think he was a bigger player. And then, and then his, you know, his, his brains are shot out. But is he dead? He may not be dead. We don't know. Because um, there's so much technology in this world. I don't know if if death is that big of an issue, honestly. We don't know yet. But excellent, excellent first issue. I'm so proud of him. Uh, it was it exceeded my expectations. Now, I, I wouldn't be a, an objective reviewer without uh, some, some nitpicks is what I'm going to call them. They're not even complaints. They're nitpicks. Chad's style of art is very um, detailed and very graphic. Um, It's black and white, which looks stunning. But there were several spots in in like, especially with his characters and in the battles that I would think color, like some color would really give it some some contrast and some some depth. Um, And just uh, small, small. Uh, I buy, I've, I've bought books that were reintroduced in black and white because I love the look of a black and white book. Just black and white, the dark shading and, and the black background. I mean, just I love it. I love the look of it. So I love the look of this book. I think it might do better maybe in color. I don't know. I would just like to see it in color. Um, the second one is, the second thing is, again, it's a nitpick. Chad is a very intelligent guy, and you can tell that that's where he's giving his audience. He's wanting that audience to embrace his book and give it a try. Um, And that's fine. Um, I love it, but I also like my dumb, violent books, too. I buy Drax. I didn't have Drax reviewed today, but I buy Drax because it's just fun, violence. It looks great. uh, I like it. Now I have seen some of Chad's prints for for future issues, and there there's violence coming, but a first issue is a very hard thing to get right to make people want more, and I feel like that is the the true definition of a success of a first issue. If you're wanting more, you did it right, and brother, you did it right. You got me wanting more. I don't think anybody could read this and go, man, that fucking sucks. If you did, if you do say that, you just don't get it. You need to read it again. I've already read it twice. I'll be reading it again tomorrow. I'm going to get more each time I read it, which is something you don't get to say a lot in a comic book. So, with that said, that's my silence review and breaking the silence uh, myself. Chad did a great job. Please go to thesilence.com. Um... He's, I think his Kickstarter's over, but he'll probably start up another one for the second issue. You can still get copies of this. If you want a copy of this, you're watching this show and you want a copy of this, contact me or contact Chad Nuss, N-U-S-S. We'll get you one. Um, I'm going to buy some extra copies and give them out to some people as prizes for some certain things because um, I think this is something. I think he has something. And uh, fuck, I'm done talking about him because fuck, I could talk, I, I could do a whole show on him. And speaking of which, transition there, um, I'm gonna have him on. I'm gonna have him on. I haven't decided if we're gonna do the Skype thing or I'm gonna bring him in here or maybe we go to a fucking coffee shop and I just do an audio version of it. Um, but I, he's an interesting dude, man. I'm telling you, uh, I think we would have a very interesting conversation because we're very two different kind of people. 
but we have found common ground in the things we love, and, and I, that makes for a special friend. So, with that, guys, I think that's all I fucking have. Um, please visit the, my social media sites, uh, Twitter, Blazing Defender at Twitter, Blazing Defender at Instagram, BlazingDefenderReport.com, uh, Giants has Team Up Network, Blog Talk Radio now. This, this episode will be on Blog Talk, so Blog Talk again. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, you're fucking family. And with that, guys, tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day. Get out. I don't. Everybody's Irish tomorrow. Everybody's fucking Irish tomorrow. Get out and have a couple beers. Uh, put in the blazing finger when you get home. And with that, guys, I'm out. And remember, rock out with your nerd out, people. Blazing the finger, signing off. See you guys later.